Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back to Mike Strategies. My name is Tony Smith, Vice President of the Mike Ferry Organization. Happy to be here today talking about another great strategy from Mr. Mike Ferry. This strategy is an interesting one because it has a little different twist on it. In the past, we've talked about the value of being a great presenter. We've talked about how to strengthen your listing presentation. But we are clear on one thing. Mike has always told us that the listing presentation is the single most profitable, valuable thing you can learn how to do. So I want to take a little different angle at it. Okay, today I want us to look at a strategy that Mike presented to us. Gosh, I think this was back at like a superstar retreat uh, two or three or four years ago. Um, He presented this strategy with us that was basically titled How to Become a Great Performer. Do you see what you do in real estate as a performance when it comes to presenting? You know, not unlike any actor or actress that's in the world today that's highly sought after, you know, the Tom Hanks and the Tom Cruise and the, you know, the, these incredible actors and actresses that are out in the world today, they're so sought after because of their performance. Well, if you don't possess all the natural qualities of what you would consider some, uh, you know, stellar performer, you have to at some point behave as if you were an actor or an actress. And, you know, we hear this all the time, just Tony, that's not who I am. That's not my natural thing. I don't, I don't shine and sparkle like that. Well, if the job requires that, then doesn't it also require then that you learn how to do that? You know, I said, okay, you know, you've seen these performers, uh, some of these actors, you you know, Tom Hanks in this movie, Castaway, right? You watched a man transform, right? I don't know, he must have put on 40 or 50 or 60 pounds for the starting part of that movie, if you've seen it. And then he's trapped on the island and he loses 70 pounds, I don't know. But there was this huge physical transformation. Well, you know that that transformation took place and it was all under contract. Like Tom was contracted to do this movie and he was hired to do this part. And the part called out from the beginning that he was going to have to be this, you know, a little bit chubbier businessman and put on all this weight, which was way beyond what he normally would weigh in his physical life. And then he has to lose all this weight, grow his hair long and all these things, right? Because he's been stranded on the island and he has to play that part. Well, for us in our business, If you close your eyes, can you visualize the agent, that stellar agent that you want to show up as? Can you visualize what that day is going to look like? How would that stellar agent run their schedule? How would they behave when they're talking to people? How would they do? How would they prospect? And what would it be like for them to follow up on leads? Can you conjure that image in your head of who you would like to be? Well, if you can visualize it, you can certainly move to that direction because it is a performance. 
you know, many people on stage, uh, they present from stage comedians, you know, Steve Martin, for example, Steve Martin has been known to be fairly morose, like fairly solemn and quiet and soft spoken. Well, that's not who he is when he's on stage. If you've seen him perform in, in comedy acts, right? That's not who he is in the movies on screen. So it is a performance. So there was a series of thoughts that Mike gave us at the Superstar Retreat about becoming a great performer. I want to pass them along to you today. Do you want to become a great performer? Number one, you have to learn to speak with authority because of the belief you have with what you're saying. If you don't believe what you're saying, no one else is going to believe it. And one of the ways to do that is to speak with authority. Mike will teach us to speak with downswings. You know, you downswing at the end of a question. When do you plan on moving versus when do you plan on moving, right? Downswing has authority. And if you want people to believe what you're saying when it comes to what do you do to market homes or what is the value of the home, you have to speak with authority. You know, kind of, sort of, maybe, we might try. Those are not authority statements when it comes to price, are they, right? Um, Here's what I think I should do when I sell your home. That's not authority. Here's what I do to sell homes, right? Based on that research, I would recommend a price of blank. It's not if or maybe or kind of. Where do you need to start applying more authority in your performance? Number two on the list. Know when to disagree and redirect the prospect with a question, right? A great performance is, is yes, buyers and sellers say a lot of crazy stuff and they say things that don't make sense for their sake or for the sake of them getting their home sold, right? Um, but what a great performer knows how to redirect a prospect with a question, okay? Hey, are you going to hold open houses three times a week, right? Um, well, I don't agree with holding open houses three times a week. That isn't part of my marketing plan. So redirect. So let me ask you a question. We're, I'm assuming that the only reason you wanted open houses, which you thought that would attract a lot of, of buyers. What do you know about buyers and open houses today? We're redirecting with a question. Well, I think open houses, okay, have you sold any other homes using an open house? Yes, back 20 years ago, okay. Um, were you aware of the changes that have happened in our marketplace today, right? You redirect with a question. It's a skill that great performers have. How about this one? Um, learn to add humor to break the tension. You know, this is a very common challenge that a lot of agents are faced with. Listing a home is serious business. The price of a home is serious business. Their objections are serious business. But if we don't learn how to interject humor to it, now I'm not talking about telling a joke. You know, uh, it's not, you know, a canned joke. It's humor into the presentation. Where could you start applying humor into your presentation? You know, um, gosh, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, are you guys prepared for my four and a half hour listing presentation? Oh, no, just kidding. This is going to be painless. Don't worry. It's just going to take 15, 20 minutes, right? Can you eject some humor to lighten the tension so that they can sign? It's very tense for a seller. Number four on the list, if you want to become a great performer, we have to learn how to ask the hard questions and listen to the answer. If you notice Mike Ferry's scripts and dialogues, hopefully you're all using them, but we often ask a lot of hard questions. If what I say makes sense and you feel comfortable and confident that I can sell your home, are you planning on listing your home with me when I come out Tuesday at four o'clock? It's kind of a hard question. What if they say no? 
you're going to want to know why, aren't you? Okay. Um, do you plan on interviewing other agents for the job of selling the home? You've got to ask, how much do you owe on the property? Some people are afraid to ask these tougher questions. How many other agents are you interviewing? May I ask who else you're talking to? You've got to learn to ask the tough questions if you want to be a good performer. Once again, close your eyes and visualize. Visualize that stellar agent asking the hard questions. You can do it. Okay. Number five on this, you have to know your presentation inside out, backwards and forwards. We've talked practice, we've talked skill improvement, we've talked all of that. But the truth is, if you want to become a great, great performers, spend a mountain of time memorizing their lines. The best comedians in the world are canned. They, you know, in the old days, Johnny, um, you know, David Letterman had the cue card guy sitting right underneath the, ca the camera, the cue card. He was reading the script, right? But we have got to be rehearsed and memorize these scripts. It's really hard to get outside of yourself and apply the performer techniques if you're constantly worried about what's going on. What do I say next? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm uncomfortable. You got to memorize the scripts and dialogue. Number six, if you want to be a great performer, always be presenting to the end result. Okay. Now there's only one way I know about this. Okay. Is use Mike Ferry's scripts and dialogues because they've been created to take you from the beginning to the end, which is a signature. Use Mike Ferry's objection handlers because they are designed to repeat and approve their objection, ask a question, right? Smile, nod your head, and close, which takes you back to the end again. It's not, none of his scripts and dialogues are just open-ended stuff that doesn't have an ending, right? Many people, when they don't have a canned presentation, there's no end. Do all your uh, scripts, dialogues in your presentation, is it leading to an end? Okay. Seven on this list, use tonality to control the conversation. Tonality, right? Uh, we teach this a lot. We're going back to the original pro uh, productivity schools, the original, um, you know, how to learn and how to deliver these lines on scripts and dialogues. There's techniques involved, right? Tonality, matching their rate of speech, um, you know, the tone, you know, you know, when do you guys plan on moving? That has an awful tone. When do you plan on moving? Has a stronger tone to it. Are you using tonality to your advantage if you're a good, if you want to be a good performer? Eight on the list. Asking questions that bring a logical conclusion. Boy, this shows up in Mike Ferry's objection handlers. They are so logical in nature. There's no like crafty sideliner from the back approach to things. They're just very logical. Um, asking questions that you maybe don't want the answer to but they're logical. Do you ask questions that are emotional versus logical? We want the questions to be logical. Great performers, visualize. Can you visualize yourself asking the logical questions? Nine on the list. To keep the presentation moving forward, sometimes ask and answer your own question. Okay, the, the goal is to get from start to finish as quickly and as painlessly as possible. Like we look at some of these things, right? Um, you know, so based on the comparables that you see, what price do you feel we should list your home for tonight? Gee, I, I don't know. I'm going to recommend a price of $469.9. Should we go ahead and get started with that price tonight? Sign the contract, please. Moving forward. 
Do you ever find your presentation stalling out because you won't maybe just move it forward by answering the question, right? Um, were you aware of how the MLS works today? Well, gee, I don't, uh, I, okay, so our multiple listing service, that's the place where we, we, all the listings are put in for all the agents to see. And we have 3,406 agents today. Would you like us to put things in the multiple listing service that would cause a larger percentage of them to be interested? What would you like to see us put in the multiple listing service today? Right? Moving the presentation forward, sometimes answering your own question. Okay. 10 on this list. Support your presentation with facts, figures, numbers, right? We've said it a million times in these podcasts. You've got to become a master of the stats in the market, okay? Stats give authority. Stats take away questions. Stats give um, uh, validity to your presentation. If you don't know how to in enter stats into what you say and do, man, it's hard, it's hard to be a good performer right? You've heard this before. You've seen it on a famous movie. I'm not going to mention the title, but I'll bet you can. ABC. If you want to be a good performer, always be closing. Can you guys name the movie? I'll bet you can. Okay. Our job is to ask for the signature whenever it is possible to ask. And people will say things, well, gosh, it sounds like we should uh, get this thing going, honey. Let's go ahead and get the contract signed. Why would we keep rattling on if they're ready to go? We close when it's time to close, right? Very important. 12 on this list. Remain constant in what you're saying, right? So often, if you don't have a can presentation, it's like a ping pong ball shot out of a cannon. We're talking about pricing, and then we're talking about marketing, and then we're talking about the swing set in the backyard. We're all over the place, and that's just in three or four minutes. I wrote next to this, use a canned presentation because that's constant. It doesn't change. 13 on this list, if you want to become a great performer, practice all of the time. Okay? Practice all of the time. You know when you're prospecting, you can actually practice on the client. You know when you're presenting even to your best friend that's already decided to list, you, you're, you're practicing. Right? Um, why do we show property? Because practice is required. You know, if you're... It, one of the advantages of working with buyers is you get out into the world and you get to practice um, things a lot in repetition, right? Closing and asking them to sign and let's write an offer and, you know, practicing working on the dialogue around the homes. It's a lot of practice. Are you practicing enough so you can become a good performer? I wonder how many hours of practice, uh, you know, a great movie uh, actor would put in before it gets put to film and is actually the thing, the product you see. You know, I've heard once there's like 60 or 70 hours of film for a 30 minute, uh, you know, regular TV show that you would watch on a Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. There's 60 hours of film for that 30 minutes. Most of it ends up on the floor. That's a lot of practice, okay? 14, stay with the business during the presentation. Stay out of the personal. Okay, now people are going to try to drag you down the personal road, but we have to learn a great performer learns how to stay in the business, stay with it. We're not psychiatrists. We can't help with these things, right? Um, once again, a canned presentation, you're asking a question. They have to answer. It doesn't open the door to how are you feeling? How are you today? Boy, that can open you right up into the personal, 
We have to work to stay out of it. Gosh, I have to share with you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I am not qualified with the challenges you are having with the kids. I'm not qualified at all. What I do specialize in is selling homes, and that's why you have me here, correct? So let's continue with our dialogue about getting the home sold. We have to take the authority and move forward. I wrote down 15 in this list. Try to maintain a balance between the logic and the emotion. All right, now earlier you heard me say ask logical questions, right? Logic makes people think, emotion makes them act. Most people won't act if it's just all logic, you know, facts, figures, right? They, they won't act. Where does the emotion come in? Smiling, head nods, body language, gesture, you know, your energy, your enthusiasm, right? Um, actually asking, a little bit of humor. All of those components of a presentation create the emotion within it. And that emotion is what causes them to go ahead and sign the contract. If you sit there stoic and stiff-faced and rigid and give the most awesome presentation technically in the world, you can't be surprised if they don't sign the contract because there was no emotion in it. They need to feel it. You can find the balance between that. Great performers do. 16 on the list. Personal appearance must match our personal presentation style. Okay? Upgrade everything is what I would suggest. When you close your eyes and you see that, that world-class agent, that vision of yourself, what do you look like? How are you dressed? What do you drive? What do your materials look like? Most of the time there's an upgrade. Does your personal appearance match what you're trying to do in a presentation? I hope it does. Great performers do it. In fact, there's a whole team of people that have a performer look the right way for the performance what to dress and what to look and hair and makeup and all that stuff, right? We have to at least get to a spot where it matches our presentation. 17 on this list, be a great performer, okay? Present in a manner that the client will want to stay with you forever, right? Now we're thinking, yes, we want a listing contract signed, but we present that you're gonna be my client for the rest of your life, which means you're involved in a bigger way that this is, this is long-term, this isn't a commission, one commission on the line. Um, by that, I mean, can you show a lot of respect for them? Can you see them as smart and treat them that way? Can you ask them questions that are tough, but you need the answer to, right? Um, can you be totally honest with them through the whole time, right? If you're just looking for a listing today, boy, you could probably pull some underhanded, uh, you know, a little dishonest. Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'll do all these things for you. Get a contract signed. You get one deal. Well, that doesn't win customers for life, does it? Okay. Uh, Mike has had this famous statement, right? We under promise and over deliver versus over promise and under deliver. That's how you keep a client for life. Right? Can you go above and beyond or do you leave them left wanting? Right? And then 18 on this list, the last point on this list. Everyone has a hiccup in their presentation style. Don't worry about it. Just work not to do it too often. We all have I have hiccups. You could probably pick them up in these podcasts, little quirky things that I do and say all the time. Some of them probably bug you if you listen to all these podcasts. It's called normal. We all have them. But what you should recognize to do is identify them and work to reduce them. You know, ums and ahs and like and k, k, k. Those kind of little uh, quirks in our presentation, 
We need to identify what they are and try to reduce them, but don't stress out about it, okay? Sounds like there's a lot of work to do. We all have a lot of work to do if we wanna become really great presenters and really great performers. Do you see the little slight difference between these two? I would like everybody here to really visualize yourself in that, you know, how do you see yourself as that perfect realtor in your mind from a presentation standpoint? Can you move on some of these points and improve it? You'll get paid when you do. Thanks for your time today. I am happy to be here for Mike's Strategies Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.